welcome to the Inform Data podcast. I'm Sydney Landis, an Associate Marketing Manager at Inform Data, and joining me today is Nick Fishman, our Chief Marketing Officer. Hey, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me today, Sydney. Yeah, so the annual SHRM conference just took place, so our topic of discussion today is SHRM, and we're really going to focus on how you can get the most out of your experience here. So uh, we'd like to start off with just having you, Nick, tell us briefly about your background. Yeah, so uh, you know, prior to the time that I was within Forum Data, and at this point, it almost seems like it was eons ago. Um, I, I owned and operated um, a background screening company called Employee Screen IQ, um, and we were in business from 1999 to 2015. And so, as a bunch of our CRA customers now at Inform um, are all making decisions about whether they want to be exhibiting at Sherm or not, and in most cases, they are. Um, I have been in their shoes before where they're evaluating how to make the most sense of this conference. Great. So you've been there before. Um, so why is the SHRM conference so attractive to background screening companies? Yeah. So I, I you know, first let's talk about the positive part of that. Um, and that is it's the largest um, human resources association, at least that I'm aware of in the entire world. Um, and so I think they have at last count, it was somewhere between 250 and 300,000 members um, it's obviously a, a very large, powerful organization um, and one that does very well uh, in the eyes of HR practitioners um, around the country and around the world. Um, the conference in particular, their annual conference, um, is their largest conference that they do over the course of a year. Um, and I don't know where they are in terms of attendance now. Um, in the old days before COVID, they were, I believe, somewhere around twelve to 15,000 people in total. And so when you think about getting your buyers where they are, it's a pretty attractive uh, proposition. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, it sounds like there are probably multiple background screening companies attending this conference that all do the same thing. So how can a CRA stand out? Yeah, well, that, and that's a good question. And I have to say, um, I, I regret the fact that you and I didn't think to do this. Actually, I didn't think to do this um, before Sherm because I think I've got a lot of great advice for how to prep people. But now that the conference is over with, um, I think that there are a lot of things that um, CRAs need to think about to justify um, the expense of this conference and to make the most out of it. Um, so, you know, I think the biggest thing that CRAs need to do, um, both during and after the conference, is finding a clear differentiator. Um, everybody in background screening right now is talking about uh, expedited turnaround time, low cost, best practices, I'm good at compliance. And those are all really good things, but they have become table stakes because everybody's talking about those things. So you have to be memorable um, because if you think about it, there might've been as many as 60 to 70 different background screening exhibitors at this conference. So when you go and you call or you email one of the prospects that stop by your booth, you're gonna have to remind them who you were and find a way to look differently than everybody else. Right, definitely. And I know we are a little late to the game, but hopefully people can use this information next year. Um, so aside from finding something that differentiates them, are there any other ways that they can maximize their exhibits? Well, I think uh, the, the, the first rule that I always think about, somebody told me this statistic a long time ago, and as far as I know, it still rings true, that something along the lines of 80% 
of all of the leads that people get at trade shows are never followed up on. So that probably is a really good start. Let's look at following up with the people that we met while we were there. The other thing is also to remember about this conference. So I told you there was a good and a bad to this conference for background screening companies. I wouldn't say bad, but the reality is of the 15,000 people that might be attending this conference, only a very small portion of those people actually have anything to do with the background screening um, uh, practices of their organizations. So it is really important, I think, that uh, CRAs, when they go back and they have all their leads, they really look and see who really touches the background screening process. Those are obviously going to be the folks you want to concentrate most on. So if there's somebody that does payroll and benefits, probably they're not, they don't have anything to do with background screening. So once you whittle down that list, perhaps it becomes more manageable. And at that point, you know who you really need to be reaching out to. Right. The other thing, and I'm sorry for interrupting. The the other thing I I would tell you too, is that um, you need to recognize the seniority of the quote unquote buyer in this case. Um, There are a lot of at at Sherm generalists that go there. um, And while they are very important um, to the profession and they have a lot to do with um, with interacting with the background screening companies, they might not necessarily be the decision maker over what background screening company gets selected and what doesn't. And so um, I, I think that the messaging that CRAs use needs to be less about go buy from us right now. You met with us. Let's sign up. Let's get you in this background check. And more about can we have a dialogue with your team about how we can help improve your process? Um, because you have to recognize that they might not be the people that sign the contracts. Right. So how do you suggest that they kind of start to have that conversation with their leads? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and, and, and you kind of uh, threw me a loop on that one. How do they have that conversation? I, it's a good question because you don't want to insult the person that you're on the other line with and, 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 and um, treat them like they are unimportant to the decision. They are very important to the decision. They can be in very influential in getting you in front of the people that do sign the contracts. So um, in many ways, what I would always do is um, is to make them feel, again, part of the process, because they will be. Make them your advocates. Help work with them to determine how can they help you get in front of those decision makers and include them along the way. And I think that that's, that's important. Again, I think the differentiation is important. They've got to remember you, um, and you've got to be memorable. Right. Okay. So, oh, and then one other thing, Sydney, I'm sorry for interrupting you again. I do that, I do that a lot, evidently. Um, the, the other thing is, too, the timing has been tricky in the past. I think it's actually easier this year. Reason for that is Sherm always fell like within the last week or two of the month of June, and then everybody would go away for Fourth of July holiday. And before you know it, mid-July is upon you. So now that this conference is ending, um, I believe on the it's probably ending on the sixteenth or seventeenth. There is there are a couple solid weeks to follow up before people start to go on their summer vacation. So I think that's helpful too. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we really did want to focus a lot on how we can help you follow up on these leads in the best way possible. And you kind of already touched on this briefly, but um, what are some specific ways that CRAs can segment their leads so they can make sure they're connecting with the right people? Yeah. Well, hopefully during the conference, they made really good notes 
um, about the people that they were speaking with. Uh, one of the things we would always do is if we knew somebody was a, a legitimate, like hot lead, uh, we would make sure that if they didn't give us a business card, if they give us a business card, we'd start writing down information about that lead um, and whatever we could. If they didn't have business cards, we would still take notes and make sure these are the most prioritized leads that we possibly have. Um, and then again, as I was saying before, once you segment your list, you find out like who are your target your target buyers. Another important thing that I didn't mention before too is this. Qualifying your buyer is very important for this too, because there could be a lot of people that go to these conferences where their companies just aren't big enough, where it's worth chasing those leads. You know, for us, we always used to say if it wasn't at least 100 employees, um, and in many cases, if it wasn't at least 500 employees, it probably didn't make sense for us to chase them because they're only doing a handful of background checks a year. Um, and so you've got to go back and, and you need to look at what is your target audience? Do you have a specific niche? If you do, let's say it's in healthcare, you want to go after all the healthcare clients that stop by your booth at that point. Um, if it's a size of company, you'll want to go to companies that have X number of employees or more. You'll obviously want to identify, is this person even involved in background screening or not? So um, I don't mean to be repetitive, but those are some really good tips and tricks that you can use. These are all questions that they would be asking at the conference, right? So would they want to directly ask that person they're talking to, how big is your company? Or is that something that they kind of want to investigate afterwards? Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good question. We would so we would ask a couple key questions that helped us qualify. Number one, we would ask, uh, I, and I don't know if it was in this order, but we would ask if they had anything to do with the background screening component of what they were doing, and and if they were in the market uh, for uh, new uh, to to consider new providers. Uh, so I think that those were two key questions, and then we would ask how many employees do you have. Um, and that would be uh, a quick way of being able to establish whether these were people that were just there to go grab the pens that, 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 that you were giving away at the booth, or if they were people that were genuinely interested in your product. Cool. Awesome. Um, so it's my understanding that it does cost a lot of money to attend this conference, but often there is very little ROI. So how can a CRA evaluate their success in other ways? Yeah, I love this question. And, and I've sat in, in, in the CRA shoes where you go and you spend an awful lot of money exhibiting at this conference and you wait for all the, the, uh, the leads to turn into, uh, into opportunities and those opportunities to turn into closed one accounts. It doesn't always happen. Um, it doesn't happen quickly. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, so number one is you want to make sure you're measuring your ROI over a reasonable period of time. If you're only measuring your ROI based on what you closed within the last couple of months after SHRM, you're going to find that your expectations probably haven't been met. Um, in some cases, it would take us multiple shows to be able to close leads that we met at these conferences. And so that was one thing we would do. The other thing we would do is kind of manage our expectations as far as what ROI meant to us. Of course, we wanted to close accounts, but I think the big thing that we would think about when we would go to this show is what is the PR effect? What is the brand effect? How many times do people engage with you and see who you are and what you stand for? You know, there's an old saying in marketing that people need to see your logo or your brand at least seven times until uh, they're ready to buy from you, until they trust you. Um, and, and this is you know, one opportunity 
to be able to do that. Um, and then the other thing I'm trying to think that we would do is, oh, th- this was another thing we, that, that we learned uh, as well, is that client engagement was really important. Find the customers of yours that are already going to be there and use this as an opportunity to solidify your relationship. That's an ROI right there that you yeah, can measure pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and is there anything that did not work for you in the past that you recommend CRAs avoid doing? Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> we got all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, here's one thing that I think that, that I would impart to CRAs that I think that they would find useful. Don't make this an arms race. Um, oftentimes, I think what people would do, at least during the time that we were exhibiting, is we were always trying to outdo each other. Um, and as a result, we were playing a game kind of that you could never win. If you go back to our, uh, ROI, Uh, you're not necessarily going to have a better ROI because you had a better booth, a bigger booth, more people there, any of those things. It's, it's, it's focusing on the quality of what you're doing there, not necessarily the dollars that you're spending. So my biggest piece of advice would say, do what you are comfortable doing and spend what you are comfortable spending at this conference and make the most of it from there. Awesome. Great. Well, um, any, anything else that you want to, any other advice or anything before I let you go? No, not that I can think of, except we will absolutely do another one of these things before Sherm next year. Yeah, um, and maybe, year. <laughs> yeah, and maybe and maybe even HR talk we, tech we could do uh, this beforehand too, uh, which might be helpful. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for sharing your pearls of wisdom. Much appreciated. Um, for everybody that's tuning in, in my opinion, a big takeaway here is to determine what differentiates you. So there's a lot of companies out there that do background screening. So what sets you apart from your competition that you can use to your advantage, not only at Sherm, not only following up on your leads, but in everything that you do, what can you do day to day to stand out from your competition? So we really hope you found this helpful um, and be on the lookout for future podcasts. <laughs>